need to be speaking to each other positively. We need to be speaking about each other positively when we're not around each other and when we are with each other with other people in public. And it's not it's not about rubbing rubbing things in other people's faces. It's not about flattery. It's about winning together. Welcome back to the You, Me, Us Together podcast. Um, thank you just for taking time out of your day to listen to this. We really appreciate it. Um, we're The Roots, yep. if you didn't know. And today we're going to be talking about something that's positively amazing. <laughs> Do you want to tell them what it is? Positivity. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We feel Smashing. like this is important. <laughs> because uh, our world is not does not lean in a positive direction. They lean, lean more in... Negativity's easy. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so, yeah, we want to just address it a little bit and what it means in the marriage context. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How do I get my chair to lean back more? I feel like I'm always sitting so straight. Is there a way to Can make it pull easy? The, pull the thing out. Yeah, fine. Oh, the spring is probably really tight on it. It's okay. I'll be fine. I'll survive. I'll fix it later. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So, where do we want to start? That's a thoughts? great question. Um, good question. Okay. Let's <laughs> just start anywhere and jump around. Okay. Okay. Um... Positivity in marriage. What does it look like? Is it um, flattering each other all the time? I don't think that's what it means. There's a line where it's like, I'm speaking positively to you and I'm like, like they're not all truths. Yes. Because you're just so focused on saying what you think they want to hear that you're not actually saying the truth. Yeah. And that's not what we mean by speak positively. So speak the truth. Yes. We need to be speaking with a positive mindset and a positive outlook on mm-hmm. what we want to achieve with without compromising our integrity and our the truth and what we believe yeah and so we can't just walk in and flattery our spouse all the time um, and expect well I'm being positive even though things aren't great yeah that's not the point the point is to understand their there is light at the end of the tunnel, regardless of where you are in the tunnel. Yeah. Right? And so we need to continue to move forward and not dwell on the past and be um, frustrated with things that may have happened in the past and and actually bring up issues that we may, may have had before in order to vent or because it makes myself feel good right Mm -hmm. that's not there's no progress in that and marriage is about progress right constant progress continuous progress yes so we need to be um, speaking to each other positively we need to be speaking about each other positively when we're not um, around each other and when we are with each other with other people in public Mm -hmm. right um 
and it's not it's not about rubbing rubbing things in other people's faces it's not about flattery like we yeah. said it's not about winning it's not about winning time. i mean it is good to win sometimes it's not <laughs> about winning things. against your spouse yeah it's about winning together right yeah the game isn't meant uh, there's no point in playing a game if you're not trying to win this is a team sport not a solo sport right yeah you're still trying to win but you're trying to win together you're yeah. not trying to win against your partner yep this game of life we all want to win obviously we all end up in the ground but we <laughs> it's like you want to make the biggest impact you can while you're here yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah and so for everyone that looks differently and we need to be sensitive to that as we're interacting with people around us but the reality is we all need to be working through walking through life in order to um fulfill the mission right yeah in order to fulfill our purpose as individuals and to fill fulfill our purpose as a team yeah that's a good point Thanks. Yeah. I think a lot of positivity comes also from like um, your tone of voice can be part of it. Mm -hmm. can be a big thing. I know I'm really sensitive to that. It doesn't matter what you say. If you sound frustrated, then it like, I feel like you're frustrated with me. Even yeah. if you didn't say something, like if it was still nice, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that's a big part of it. Um, and just... You know, you can't speak positively if you're not willing to put yourself in that mindset and let go of some things. So maybe that's going to mean you guys need to sit down and work through some, some things. But I know it's hard for me to speak positively about somebody, just in general, um, if I'm holding something against them or resenting them or they've hurt me in the past and so I can't let go of that. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot easier to speak kind words about someone that you're um, in a good place with. And so yeah. there might need to be some things that need to be worked through and brought up. Um, yeah. I wanted to touch on that a little bit with baggage that from past hurt, maybe from other people. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that you just need to let go of things and just let things be healing still has to take place. Yeah. Um, regardless of what that looks like but seeking out that healing is a step that people choose not to do it's like i'm just going to hold a grudge because that's easier than working through this junk because there's that saying time will heal which i don't think is necessarily wrong because a lot of healing no. does take time but people forget the but you need to put in the work yes, part absolutely they just wait for it to heal on its own and most things don't work like that no it takes time and your effort and putting in the work in order to heal. So Emotion I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. Emotional healing is not the same as physical healing, right? I cut myself, right? And I don't, I don't have to like go to therapy because I cut myself, right? Yeah. You just have to wait for your skin to heal itself. I have itself. to wait for my skin to heal itself, but my emotions are not that way. Yeah. Right. And so we have to continue to work to understand why am I feeling this way towards this person or towards that yeah. person or towards myself, right? 
why am I so down on myself that I can't get past it and I can't function well? And we have to work through that and go through the process or else we're stuck in a hole and we can't get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the healing process is inviting God in to help you heal instead of trying to do it yourself. Absolutely. It's going to work a lot better, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. So. We do believe that going, you know, going to counseling or therapy, if it's not, if it's not faith-based, is still good. Like, these people are professionals for a reason. Yeah, the good can are, still come out of it. Yeah, they're still good. But um, our faith is the basis for our life. And so we need to continue to feed that and understand that our uh, things will run more smoothly and um, according to God's plan if we are in tune with him. Yeah. Yeah. So all that to say, um, one of the first steps, I think, is choosing to be positive in your day to day. Because it's so easy to get pulled into the pit of negativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know I I just brought up the, um, you might need to work through some things first. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I cannot be nice to you, be kind to you, be positive towards you until we work through these things. It's just going to be, um, I'm saying that's not true. Right. You have to, um, it's a choice that you need to make it's just going to be a lot easier to make that a habit and a continual easier choice if that makes sense mm-hmm. once you've worked through that stuff but if you haven't worked through it yet i'm not saying oh you have no reason to be positive towards your spouse you right. do you still do it's just going to be a bit harder and it's it's still a choice you have to decide to make it doesn't just happen absolutely so yeah things don't just happen <laughs> no um, pro- that's not how progress works. Yeah. Um, so to move on to progress and the progress of our life, mm-hmm. um, if we don't have, uh, we don't have dreams, dreams are the essence of our positivity, right? Dreams are like this high up thing that we're going to shoot for. Right. And so if we, um, don't have that in mind and we're not pushing towards that, life feels bleak it feels empty almost right what if though you're just not the kind of person that's like a big dreamer because i've from observing a lot of different people i've seen there are people that are big dreamers and Mm -hmm. they live in this like this dream world like up in the sky then there's people that just don't even think about that like you and I are big dreamers and we're very futuristic thinkers. We're thinking about the future all the time. That's not how a lot of people's brains work. Right. Or some people's brains aren't I think they've dealing been... with that. And so I don't know what would you say to someone who's just it's just not who they are to be a, a dreamer. Well, first of all, I think that people Often when they say, I'm not a dreamer, or I don't have dreams or aspirations, Mm -hmm. I would say they've either conditioned themselves or been conditioned to not dream about things. It may be because they've been hurt by something, and so it's like, ah, I just, I'm scared of that, right? Dreams are scary. 
are. like the things we dream about it's like man i don't know how god's gonna make that happen but i believe this is what we need to do yeah right and um so to answer your question it's hard because it's <laughs> it's not my perspective i know um i would say putting yourself in situations to to maybe be able to dream um I think actually meditating works really well for a lot of people. Meditation with prayer is doubly as good, um, where you can have quiet space. There's nothing going on around you. There's no obligation. This is scheduled time for just you and your thoughts. And right? God. And God. Um, and I think that is a super um, great place for people to learn, relearn how to dream. Because I think it's built into us. I think God intend us, intended for us to have a desire for progress. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think what happens, what's happened in our world a lot is um, Satan has gotten a hold of that and twisted it. And made people think, oh, well, this is, this is good for the, for the good of people, right? When the reality is they have selfish intent and that's just how we are. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say making time for spaces just to be with your thoughts, be um, interacting with God in a very intimate way mm -hmm. in order to have a clearer understanding of what your dreams may be. Yeah. Does that seem like a reasonable... I think that's a good answer. Okay. I just, it wasn't something I thought about until I took a, a personality test a few years ago. I don't remember which one it was, but it was like, there were a bunch of different, it's like 50 or something. Yeah. Different questions. personalities or yeah. something that mm -hmm. you could be and It gave you like your top five or something. And one of mine was futuristic. Yeah. And I just thought, I didn't know what that was at first, but she explained it like, um, you, your head is kind of in the future. You think in the future, you're always like one step ahead kind of thing. Uh -huh. And I just thought, um, if that's, if it was something that everybody is that way, then it wouldn't have to be on here. That's if that true. Makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. so I didn't realize that there's other people that maybe just don't live in that and they don't, they don't... dream as big or all the time or always... Yeah. I think in the future. I think there are people that definitely just don't live in the future. I think there are people that do. I think both of us are that way. Yeah. Where it's like, man, I see big things happening in the future. Maybe the near future. Yeah. Maybe 30 years from now. But mm -hmm. I believe that these things are going to happen. And I want to continue to push towards those things. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people... There are a lot of people where they just don't... Yeah. I, I really think that it's just not something that's cultivated in them. Yeah. It's not something they're around. And maybe it's like the realities of life have um, been so difficult for them that they're like, I don't have time to dream. I just have to get it. things done. Yeah. I just have to do the things that are in front of me. Mm -hmm. And we have had phases of life like that. Right. Yeah. And I think everyone does. But if you find yourself with a little bit of 
space, maybe choosing to um, wake up 20 minutes earlier and have that prayer time, maybe some, some sort of meditation of some sort. Yeah. And quiet time is really what I'm getting at is time with no exterior distractions, no phone, not even reading a book, not just, um, and especially if you can, you can sit outside. It's mm -hmm. huge. I think having your Bible there though would be okay. Yeah, of course. The book, but right. <laughs> I think a, if you're not a dreamer and that word is really like hitting a nerve for you right now, mm -hmm. I think another word that'd be good would be goal setting. Yeah. It's, I would call goal setting and dreaming a little different because dreaming a lot of times is like way outside the box and goal setting is more in the box, but, um, just sitting down, um, by yourself and, or with your spouse and just setting some goals. Where mm -hmm. do we want to be in five years? Where do we want to be in 10 years? And just making, making your mind think about things like that. Um, and I said by yourself because, um, you know, we're still individuals in a relationship and you can't control the other person, but I think it's important to also sit down with your spouse and decide on these things together. For sure. So there's individual goals. Like I want to be more active in five years or whatever. Yeah. And that's not really something for us. That's a me thing. Right. But you don't want to sit down and create the goals for your marriage by yourself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, that's actually dangerous. Yeah. I would say. Um, something you both need to agree on. Yeah, the reason we say to start off by yourself is because that that's really intimate time. Um, I, I don't remember if we talked about it in a podcast or not, but the intimacy that you get um, in prayer, prayer is supposed to be an intimate time with God, right? Mm -hmm. And bringing someone else into that intimate space and allowing them to interact together with you with god it's a whole nother level of intimacy and i think we did talk about it in the last podcast yeah um but yeah i think it's a really vulnerable place and it's hard to get there yeah. but there's a ton of good that can come out of it and so um having a mixture of both yeah and growing in order to be able to do that together sometimes yeah. it doesn't have to be all the time yep yeah for sure yeah so i feel like we went off on a little bit a of little a rabbit bit trail. Yeah. how are we i how did we connect positivity with dreaming and goal setting um i think it comes back to if you don't have a positive mindset about what your future holds for you mm -hmm. yeah you won't have progress it's just, reasonable? yeah, just if you don't, I feel like a lot of that, I feel, I say this a lot, but I think a lot of that comes down to like self-confidence. It can, If yeah. you don't believe that there's good for you in the future or there's a purpose for you or, you know, there's a reason that you're here. If you don't believe any of that, then why would you even want to have a positive attitude? It's not going to do anything good for you if there's not even good for you in the future. You know, so having that confidence and knowing um, 
that there will be good for you in your future and that God's got you and he's got a plan um, can help spur on more of that positivity, I think. Yeah. Do you think a lot of negativity comes from, not that Christians can't have negativity. There's a lot of negativity that can come from Christianity. Absolutely. But non-Christians, do you think, like atheists, for example, they believe once we die, we're just in the ground, we're done, there's nothing after that. Right. What's the point of them having any positivity if there's no point to life? Right. Do you think that there's a correlation there? I think, obviously, it's different per situation, yeah. like per person, whatever. I do think there is definitely a correlation um, when you mentioned there still can be negativity in the church. I mean, we've seen it firsthand. Yeah. So it's not like we're saying churches are all positive. But I do, I think the I, the understanding that we know that we're, we're doing this for a bigger purpose. Yeah. We're do, everything we do is for the greater good and for our afterlife, mm-hmm. right? so weird to say it that way but it's true is really it gives us this confidence about no this is this is god's plan and i need to continue to move forward in it Mm -hmm. right um there's definitely i think a lot of positivity does come from our faith and i don't it would be really hard for me to feel positive if i didn't have that basis yeah i totally understand that and i it does come a a big piece of where our attitude on uh, just in general of if we have a really generally negative attitude Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it comes from the people we hang around right yeah and so if the people we hang around are you know maybe it's like we all work together right and then everyone goes out for drinks and uh, gets hammered every night and they just are, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. This always comes back to alcohol for some reason when yeah. I talk, when I give examples. But the, the point is, right, say I work with a bunch of guys yeah. and we all go out and whatever. Maybe it's like we go to Top Golf or something, mm-hmm. right? And that's just what we do a few times a week after work. If those guys are bitching about their wives and if they are um, being really just nasty about certain things, Mm -hmm. that's going to get ingrained in me and it's going to come out of me in nasty ways. Mm -hmm. Right. Where if I, um, obviously if I go straight home to my wife and I am a hundred percent present with you, yeah. When I'm when I get home, that is going to be so different. It's going to help our home life and it's going to help each of us individually because we know we're here together. We're mm-hmm. doing the things we're doing for each other and with each other. Yeah. And community is really good, but what's more important than just having community around you is the type of community you have around you. Absolutely. And um it's really important to to feed that well to have good people around you because like I don't know I feel like even no community is better than bad community 
like you being right. around like your example a bunch of guys that are always just like talking crap about their lives and all of that yeah. and that's gonna feed into your mind and your mind's gonna start relaying that back exactly i um, i had this thing posted on my bathroom mirror for forever and it oh it said bad company corrupts good character i didn't know that that's good yeah and it's 100 percent true it's like the people you're around are going to influence you yeah right and not even the people you hang around, the things you're watching on TikTok, on Instagram, the podcasts uh, you're listening to, the shows you're watching, right? Yeah. Um, all of those things. And I think I, I don't want to bash people that are interested in watching the news, but I think there's a lot of junk on the news that they feed us because we that's what people are interested in. That's what our human nature wants to see is all the bad. Right, we yeah. want to focus on the bad. We want to focus on the negative, and mm-hmm. so I, I think watching the news is something anyone has to be really careful with. Yeah, do you think there's a correlation between negativity and anxiety? Because I feel like there's a lot more. Going back to your news example, yeah. I feel like there's a lot more anxiety in the world today, and part of that could come from just like all of the information that we have like readily available in front of uh-huh. us like there's the news on every night and it's just a list of terrible things that are happening in yes. our city and in our country and in our world where before we had that it's like you only knew like what happened like right in your little town yeah um and i think seeing all that bad stuff that's happening can cause a lot of anxiety in people and so maybe that anxiety seeing all the bad causing the anxiety it just leads to negativity yeah. like you feel like there's no option other than this like what's the point if there's just going to be all this bad stuff and now i'm just freaking out right and a lot of that comes to are you trying are you being so in are you getting so invested in things that are out of your control yeah right all uh, so many of us right we see something terrible it's like oh my gosh, I feel so burdened by that. But it's like, that wasn't in my control. Obviously, empathy is very valuable, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not dismissing that. But there are so many things, it's like, it's out of my control. I'm not going to be so... I'm not going to let that affect the rest of my life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I still think there is some good stuff that comes out of like the news being more available because we can know about bigger disasters that are happening around the world and we can have specifics to pray about. Of course. Um, yeah, and even physically help with certain things if yeah. we're able to. Yeah, yeah. but... Um, There's a lot of good that's come out of the information age. Yeah. For sure. I also a lot that. of bad, but... There's, yes... Um, people focus on the bad like social media there's a lot of people are like social media is just bad I just stopped doing it because it's just because it's bad and And I think the reality is it can be bad if you would allow it if you allow it to be and it can it's so much easier for it to be bad than good yes but just because there can be negatives that come out of it doesn't mean that it's all negative yeah there is some good stuff that can come out of it and and you have to remember, 
<laughs> the algorithm, right? Mm -hmm. The algorithm feeds feeds you what what you want, right? It feeds you what you um, the things that you stop on, even for a couple of seconds, right? While you're mm -hmm. scrolling through your feed, if it's yeah. like, oh, they stopped for you know two two extra seconds on this thing, I'm gonna feed them more of that. It's going to continue, and you're going to spiral because there's just more of that. Now, yeah. on the flip side, if there's things that are really helping you develop as a person, as um, develop in your faith, help your marriage, like us, if you want to see our stuff on TikTok, we get a lot. Yeah, uh, post had, every day. We had a friend, I had a friend um, this week, he's like, do you guys just keep showing up on my For You page? And I was like, yes, that's what I want to hear. He's not even married, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> but anyway, um, things are curated to mm -hmm. what we stop and spend our time on. Yeah. And so if we choose to spend our time on junk, we're going to continue to get junk. Mm -hmm. And that is going to come out of us. Yeah. It all goes back to positivity is a choice. Positivity is a choice. It's a choice. You you choose to make your Instagram look the way that you want. Yes. You choose who you follow. You can choose who you don't want to follow. It's a choice. These yes. These are all choices we yeah. we make, so. and we are not shaming people that choose not to be on social media because we know there's huge temptations. We know there's yeah. a lot of a lot of really nasty stuff that can yeah. be on there, and that's. That's the safeguard that some people need. Yeah. Some people simply need to just not be on it, and that's totally fine. Yeah, I agree with that. There's just a fallacy there in the thinking of um, there can be bad that comes out of this, therefore it's all bad. Yeah. What, what we really desire is to help build and strengthen a community in that space because that is a big part of all of our community right now. Yeah. Right? All of us are on social media, whether we like it or not, because it's like, hey, I sent you a, a Facebook link to um, this event that I'm having. That's the only way you can RSVP. Yeah. It could be as simple as that, mm -hmm. right? But we're all on it. We, we're all doing it. And yeah. so what we want to do is cultivate goodness in the community. We want to yeah. build this strength that we all can then move forward and build each other up. Yeah. So going back to when you said it's about who you surround yourself with, I think it's not just who you surround yourself with, but it's who and what Yes. you surround yourself with puts you in the mindset that you're in. Yep. And I, um, it reminded me of this thing I saw on TikTok recently. I feel like almost every podcast we say, I saw this TikTok recently. We watch a lot of TikTok. Don't use us as an example. <laughs> we use it for work sometimes. But there, <laughs> it shows there are some good TikToks out there, there because we use TikToks. a lot of them as examples. Yes. Anyway, this guy is a baseball player. I don't know if he was pro or minor league or, okay. or what, um, but he um, did something really good, like scored a home run. I don't remember what it was. But it was something that, like, was a game-winning thing. Scored a home run. Scored a home run. I don't know. Anyway, um, his team was like, like, oh, yeah, that was so great. We're going to take you out for drinks at the strip club after this, and I'm going to buy you a dance, like a lap yeah. dance. Yeah. And he was like, 
thanks guys for the encouragement, but no thanks, I'm not going. That's kind of thing. Yeah. And he had to, like, like that's the environment he's surrounded in because that's how the guys on this team are. Yep. That's just how a lot of guys are, though. It is. Um, anyway, he, a different guy came up to him later, like a few days later, and this main guy, he's a rookie. And so the guy that came up to him was had been on the team for years. And he was like, I always go out with him afterwards to the strip club. And I always end up feeling um, way worse afterwards than I did before. And it took you standing up for yourself in this situation for me to even realize that. Yeah. And so he was so stuck in this environment and the people that he's around because these are his co-workers, basically. Like, he has to be around these guys. They're yeah. his team. Um, but he got so sucked in because that's, that was his environment what's around him that he needed this one guy with a positive outlook, um, and his faith. He's a Christian. That's Mm kind of why he shared it like that to come in and be the light and stand up for what he believes in, in order for him to see that he was stuck in this cycle. Yeah. I think that's great. Does that make sense? That brings up a really good point, actually. It only takes one. Yeah. And we each have the opportunity to be that one. We each have a choice. Yeah. And so if you want to progress in your life, choose to be that one. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Choose to be the one that says no to this and yes to that. Mm-hmm. Right? Choose to be the one that invites someone to go to something that's going to fill both of you up rather than something that's going to drain both of you and make both of you feel like crap yeah yeah i love the analogy that always gets used with light and darkness yeah. and how you can have like a pitch black dark room but lighting just one candle can make you be able to like see everything in the room mm-hmm. one, yeah. one candle one person absolutely yeah we just want to be be that person we need to we want to be the light yeah we want to be god's light right mm-hmm. and there's a lot of darkness right now there's a lot of um, anxiety there's a lot of depression there's a lot of nervousness especially right now in the financial world there's just a lot of tension yeah and for us it's like we want to acknowledge yes there's tension and there's there's good reason for people to be nervous about whatever it may be right Mm -hmm. but this this world is not our home and we're not going to um, we're not going to fall into this trap of something is happening in the world and I am so nervous about it that I am just gonna break down and I can't even go to work right yeah we're not that's not the point of this life right we are meant to um, speak truth to the ones around us. We are meant to um, love our spouse in the best way we can. We are meant to serve our spouse um, either by leading them, men, or by submitting to them, women. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's bring this in more to like a marriage yeah, context. I feel like it's been really broad this whole time. Yeah. Like, in the world and just people in yeah, general. Of course. Um, 
but your marriage is like your tight little circle, just the two of you. Yep. Um, we need to draw out the circles. We've re- this is the second time we've, re- we've referenced it. Yeah. So we gotta. But like, you're the graphic. person that knows me the best in the whole this whole world. Yeah. Not the person that knows you the best in this whole world. Um, therefore, we have significant influence over each other more than anybody else. Absolutely. And so that positivity versus negativity is even more important in a marriage relationship because of that influence we have for each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what do we mean by positivity versus negativity in the marriage? Where does that manifest most of the time? A lot of times it has to do with your words, what words you choose to use. Um, also just the way you think about your spouse. Like if you don't respect them, if you, if you think they are not doing their job yeah, as, as a spouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gotta cause some issues. Yeah. And to touch on that, if you don't think your spouse is doing a good job, they may not be doing the job that God called them to do, but they also, you may just be comparing them to things you see online. Other couples you see. It's like, this guy did a TikTok and he brought his wife a flower every day that he picked on his way home from work. And it's like, that's super cute. And I love that he can do that for his wife to make her feel loved. Yeah. That is not the only way. And you need to understand that if, if you're spouse isn't acting the way that you see other couples acting you need to give them grace because they are not that person yeah and your life is not that person's life and you need to understand that you guys are doing this together and you need to learn how each other works i have a note about that on my my note wall right here there's this one no is it that one it's this one (laughs) sorry some of them are really similar it says, just because someone isn't doing what I'm doing doesn't mean it's wrong. Yes. On the other side, um, and vice versa, just because I'm not doing what someone else is doing doesn't mean I'm wrong. Just because your husband isn't the one that brings you a flower every single day doesn't mean he's a terrible husband. No. We shouldn't be comparing. Absolutely We not. should be focused just on each other. Yes. There are good models. There are good resources for understanding how a husband and a wife should interact with each other. But we can't take it to such an extreme to say, well, there's only one way, good way to do this. There's yeah. not. We all live different lives. We all are different personalities, different mm-hmm. people. And so that creates, in our oneness, that creates a different unit, yeah. right? And so we have to understand how this machine works most optimally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few podcasts ago where we said there are a bunch of things where there's not necessarily one right or wrong way to do marriage because we're all different people in different relationships with different personalities. Um, So it's not like your marriage can that has to look like this and if it doesn't it's wrong mm-hmm. for certain things except for 
having Christ as the foundation of your marriage and um, doing it in a biblical way. That's the one thing that, that there's not an exception on that. That's, yeah, that's the foundation. Yeah. And it, it has to be. From there, you can build up. Yep. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to positivity, just so we can wrap up a little bit. We need, um, we need to speak positively to our spouse and with our spouse about future things, about present things. We need to just try to cultivate a culture of um, positive thinking and positive speech yeah. in our home, right? That's step one. Another thing, speaking um, affirming words, positive words about your spouse in public, mm -hmm. right? Especially around their family and yeah. your family, right? It's um, really important. Super important because my father-in-law may think, man, this kid's such a slacker, right? But if I am able to say how amazing his daughter's doing, it makes him... And talk about maybe the amazing things we're able to do together. It gives him this confidence like he's taking care of my little girl and it will be okay. Yeah. Right. Um, also, just in public. Right. Uh, simply like a waiter coming up to your table. I'm not going to put your down like, oh, yeah, my wife can't stand up for herself. So I need to send this back. Right. I'm not going to do that. It's easy to do that yeah. for everyone. So. Being positive about that and just um, being nurturing with each other yeah. is the big thing, right? You shouldn't ever attack their character and you shouldn't put blame on them. No. Blame is something I've realized is just like selfishness is first nature. Blame is there too. Yes. It was the second sin in the Bible, I think. The first one was disobeying God. Yeah. And Eve eating the fruit. The second one was Adam putting all the blame on her. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. He Hope said, I'm not... well, this woman. Yeah. Yeah. He disassociated from her. Because it's like, yeah. this woman you gave to me. <laughs> yep. And it's like... so easy. Like your example, like you're basically blaming her for not being able to stand up for herself. Yep. Um, so. It's just not okay. Yeah. Just don't even come close to to say anything negative about their character. Don't attack their character and don't blame them yeah. for things. That um, will help your mind just think more positively, I think. If there are real issues between the two of you, we have to... Um, we need. To, I think we need to point out that if there are real issues, they can be brought up between the two of you in... Mm -hmm. Uh, in confidence, right? Yeah. Uh, this is not something to have some public display somewhere, right? But if there's a real issue going on with you and I feel that it needs addressed, yeah, I should feel free to bring it up to you as your partner. But it needs to be in a safe place where we both feel, understand that we're all good, but I need to, I need you to know that this is yeah. happening and I, I don't think it's okay. It should be just the two of us. You shouldn't yes. bring big issues up in front of other people. Right. It's embarrassing and it puts them down and. This is actually, oh my gosh, 
this idea is exploding. I didn't realize it was so broad. I don't know. We might have to do like part two or something. Or Maybe. We'll I feel see. like we didn't really touch on like cause touch on I it that we much. We did pretty well. Okay. But, um, <laughs> sorry, a little yeah. tangent, but I actually I want to touch on sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Sarcasm can turn in it. Even though it doesn't, you never have the intention of hurting the other person with sarcasm, for the most part, mm-hmm. especially your partner. Early in marriage, it's so easy to go through the sarcasm phase. Um, we have, I noticed a couple um, that we have interacted with recently, and it's like, oh, they're hitting that line, and I wonder if they even realize it yet. And there may be hurt coming up if they don't understand what's going on sarcasm is you say it because it's meant to be funny but the point that makes it sarcasm rather than just a joke is because there's a hint of truth in there yes yeah and And that's what hurts yeah that's what hurts the person receiving it Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying you can't ever use sarcasm but especially in your marriage relationship you, you need to, to be very careful, be very careful and um, either consider just cutting it out completely or significantly reducing it. Absolutely. You shouldn't be sarcastic about everything you say. Um, that's something we've had to work on is just talking more we definitely, realistically together instead of sarcastically. We totally went through a phase. I don't know if it was in Phoenix that when we were living in Arizona... That was in our first six months of marriage, so maybe. But it was a phase where, I don't know, we were pushing buttons a lot, mm-hmm. both of us, back and forth. And it got to the point where it was just like, this is not good. Yeah. This is getting to be nasty. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that. And talking sarcastically t- about your spouse to your friends. Yeah. Can be, you know. Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah. So, be damaging hurtful Mm -hmm. and that's also something you just need to just be on the same page about communicate with because um everybody's different and there are certain things that trigger people over other people if that makes sense um so like there are times when we've probably said this before but where I apologize to you after we were with our friends because I said, oh, I said this thing and I feel like it could have come off as disrespectful. And you're like, oh, no, I didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But other Having guys dialogue, yeah. may have thought that that was disrespectful. Yeah. And there are times also where I've crossed the line and you've had to say to me afterwards, hey, you said this thing and it really hurt me. Yeah. And so learning like, like what's okay to say yeah. around my friends about my spouse and what's not okay. Like, where's the line? Yeah, and, um, and there's not, I can't give you, I can't tell you this is the right answer. It's no. something you need to just communicate no, and between the two of you. We're still learning the line. Yeah. And understanding that balance of, it's okay to share some things. Some yeah. things just aren't meant to be shared um, in all contexts. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few things, like we already talked about, like attacking their character and blaming them, that just, those are over the line off, off limits off limits yeah. when you're with other people absolutely um yeah you shouldn't really do that much when it's just the two of you but there are conversations hard conversations that need to happen between the two of you sometimes and you can't avoid them 
just because you don't want it to come off as you're blaming the other person. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) I want to wrap up. Okay. Um, We're in this for the long haul. We're in this till death, Mm -hmm. right? And so I'm going to see you in your old and gray and probably have shrunk. Because that's how old people are. Thanks. And with that in mind, we need to understand that we can't, um, we can't go through this many years with the same person and just think that everything's going to be fine without putting in the work and without having the, the positive outlook on your life together right Mm -hmm. because without that positivity there's so much hurt that can come out of it and so much lack of forgiveness and that's a big one Mm -hmm. right if you're not working through things and forgiving each other when you have gotten to a resolution of an issue there's that's going to fester regardless of the intensity of that hurt yeah and so it's like, it's not like I'm going to leave this person. And that shouldn't even be in your mind, right? <laughs> um, I'm not going to leave this person. You're you're my person. We're, we are one now. Yeah. And so we need to understand that this life is to, meant to be as a team. Doing things behind our partner's backs. Whether that's as little as... Hey, I went and bought this thing because it was a good deal, but I, I didn't talk to you about it. Or as big as, you know, uh, infidelity, stuff like that. Not, none of that is good. Mm-hmm. None of that is going to progress you as a family. And we need to, that needs to be stopped before it starts. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I have a challenge for this week. Go for it. Just a little something. Okay. Most of us pick up our phone after we wake up. Probably sit on it for 15 plus minutes. In bed. Yep. Here's what I would say to do. When you wake up, whether it's to an alarm or not, Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple different methods of how to get up. I would say my preferred is count to five, get up. After you cuddle your wife, if that's what she needs. Thank you. (laughs) You get up, right? Drink some water, not coffee. Drink water and do your meditation. Whether that's reading your Bible, doing a devotional, praying, um, going on a walk by yourself or with your dog, right? All of those things can take 10 to 15 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. That's not much time. Then you can go into the kitchen, make your coffee, and start your day. Mm -hmm. And I promise you that your day starting that way is going to be 100 times better. Yeah. Guaranteed. I agree. And so I wish we did that more. I hope we can start doing that more. Can I have my own challenge too? Go ahead. Um, I would, I would say, 
every single day, just try to think of one thing to tell your partner that's something that you appreciate about them or something you love about them to start trying to get yourself in that um, more positive mindset. So instead Mm. of saying, why didn't you do the dishes today? You could say, I really appreciate that you cleaned the bathroom today. That was very... Regard- it made me feel loved or whatever. Regardless of if your spouse's love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. Those affirming words are going to manifest regardless yeah. of if they take them as their main source of love from you. Yeah. Saying those positive things out loud isn't just to benefit your partner. It's to benefit you it's too. It's for both of you. Because you're, you're training your brain to think more in that way. And it's something you and I have realized. Like, it's just so much easier to be more positive the more you do it. Yes. It becomes a habit and it's just more natural and your brain's trained to think that way. Yeah. I just, I don't even even try sometimes. It just happens. Like last night when you filled my car mm-hmm. and you looked at the fuel economy and it was like... It's like 15. It was like... 15 oh. or something. 15.5 or whatever. And it was is not very good. And just without thinking, I just said, at least it's not 14. Like yeah. little things like that. Yeah. But I don't even think like, okay, do I need to say something positive in this situation? Like it just, it's more natural now. Yeah. And those little things like that can build up. For sure. So. I agree. And you'll find yourself noticing negativity more when you are more positive in general. You're going to notice it more and you it's going to be like a shock. It's going to be like. Why didn't I even see this before? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in people that you never would expect it to be in. Right? Yeah. It's in situations that it's like, this is an amazing situation. There's some junk. So, yeah. Yeah. So, do your morning meditation. Yep. And say something positive to your spouse every day. One thing. One thing. It doesn't have to be a big thing either. Yeah. It can be as simple as, I really love the way you did your hair today. Yep. So. Or, um, thank them for something is another oh, good yes. thing to do. Yeah. Another way to go about it. Thank you so much for feeding the dogs this morning. I know yeah. you didn't have time, but you did it anyway. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for wiping the grease off your face. Before we filmed. Before we filmed. Yeah. Okay. I think of that. Saying thank you, finish the sentence is a really good way. Yeah. Gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Okay. Go be positive. Yeah. Be good. Positively positive. Be positive together. Yep. Yeah. We're positive. You will do, you will be better. You're positive that you can be positive. Yes. Should we, we put that on a t-shirt? On a, it's a new t-shirt. We're positive that you can be positive. Okay. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.